Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, an intro to how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I'm joined by my guest, Mason Whitnack. Mason uses he, him pronouns is a dear friend of mine. He put nobody special, but I'm fighting him on that. Um, He's really into the winter sports. He manages one of my favorite restaurants. Um, He's just like a really good person to know. So I'm excited for y'all to also get to know Mason during this interview. So hello. Hi, excited to be chatting with you. Hey, Brie, how you doing today? You know, it's a beautiful sunny day in Austin today. Can't complain. Um, especially after we had that snow a couple of weeks back. So just yeah, really I was going to say after snowmageddon, <laughs> it's been a, a beautiful week. Yeah. I'm just like global warming isn't real. Remember any hoodles. Um, but yeah. yeah, I thought to, to, didn't Ted Cruz say he was going to um, resign as soon as Texas froze over. Is that just me? I think I, I remember that, but maybe I feel like, you know, he lies about everything else. So he probably took it all back by now. So <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I was trying to remember when we first met, I know it was through Shelby and having been at basically living at Hank's now and you managing Hank's, but I don't remember like a specific time. I feel like I've known you forever now. I feel like one of the uh, first conversations we had, um, we were sitting, we were, um, we were on the banquette in cocktail, like on that banquette right by the door. Mm-hmm. and uh it was like Shelby and you and I think there was another friend with you guys I can't remember who and Dylan were sitting there and that that yeah. certainly jogs the memory I think that's um, one of our first real conversations if not when we first met yeah um speaking of restaurants that's why I wanted to talk to you today you yeah. are managing a restaurant in the middle semi end air quotes yeah of yeah, COVID uh, Hopefully, hopefully, hopeful thinking end-ish. Fingers crossed. Um, But I think what's been really heartwarming to see with Hanks is how much y'all really focused on keeping your staff safe and then also keeping your customers safe, Um, having outdoor seating. Still now, I mean, we just had the mass mandate lifted, which is a whole different conversation. Um, But y'all still being like- dive into that later. Yeah, but y'all still like having it and in place to keep everyone safe. So first things first, like how, how has that been for you? What has been, what have been some of the, the challenging things? Um, really just wanted to bring this to people's attention. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, honestly, when, so when I first um, came back to Hanks, right. Cause I originally, I was there for like the first year and then I took like a year off of the management game. And then I came back actually just after 
like COVID hit the US and started getting really crazy. And so Hanks had been shut down, I think just for about a week or maybe two weeks um, closed. And then um, when I came back, we were like running drive through only and takeout and stuff like that. So, I mean, with COVID, everything changed so drastically so fast um, that, you know, managing a restaurant, it was like totally flipped on its ear. You went from, you know, at Hanks where, you know, we would have 13 or 14 servers plus support staff, plus, you know, six line cooks, plus prep guys, plus dish, all of these employees in the building any given day where you're juggling so many different things. And then all of a sudden it like came to a grinding halt and it was like, okay, so there's like a manager and a barista to run the drive-through and like one dude cooking on the line. And it was just such a huge and drastic change just as far as like personnel management. And then, you know, as we slowly reopened, like you mentioned, we really wanted to do what was right for our staff and for our guests as far as trying to keep people safe, you know, and a lot of restaurants were hurting at the time. We were lucky that we had that drive-through business and we had a great like neighborhood clientele that came to see us all the time. But, you know, once we started to actually open our doors a little bit, it was probably like end of April or May once like mandate the mask mandate was in place finally and like Abbott and everyone kind of came to their senses a little bit like at first everyone was like nah don't worry about it we're good this is Texas we're gonna be fine and I was like no we're not gonna be fine we're, we're not we have to do something right and so uh, finally when we felt comfortable enough with the kind of procedures and things that were going to be in place and felt comfortable with what we could do to keep our guests safe. We opened up like the patio, just the patio for like, we only had like six or eight tables out there. I think that was like, speaking of how we, we met through Shelby, right? I remember like one time, I think she came during that time and we were doing like very limited service. We had everything on like disposable plateware and everything because we weren't sure how safe it was, you know, if, COVID was living on surfaces Mm -hmm. and how long it was living and things like that. So we did everything in disposable plateware and stuff like that. And we would like drop off a tray at a table and then like call your name and you would come and grab your tray. It was like counter service almost, but like an extended version of that where like Mm -hmm. we would drop it off and then walk away and then you would come and get it kind of a thing, which was just, it, it worked kind of, but it wasn't like great. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, people are going to come and hang out because they've been cooped up in their homes for so long. They're going to come and sit on the patio and enjoy it a little bit. But it wasn't like we're, I don't know, able to give great service that way. You know, you kind of lose a lot of the FaceTime and the, you know, quality service that we try and create. Like we try and create this environment with a cool, fun server and like a casual place to hang out and get drinks and all that. And we lost a lot of that, of course, with that kind of thing. Then, you know, going through opening back up, um, we then kind of switched over to full service where we had inside, which we still have inside socially distanced and everything. Um, We opened up more of the patio um, so we could take more guests in, but still maintaining, you know, plenty of space for social distancing, our staff all wearing masks and gloves and sanitizer all over the building and, you know, Um, requiring that you know all of our staff is following every single like health code and the CDC guidelines and everything that we could uh, maintain and everything 
And so we were able to open back up and, you know, now that we've been open, we've been at like 50% capacity for over six months now or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time. And, you know, the good thing is, like I mentioned before, we have a great neighborhood, regular kind of crowd that comes in. I see you and Shelby at least once a week, you know, (laughs) like, and there's, I mean, so many people that, you know, come and help support us, which is amazing. Um, They support, you know, our staff. They're, you know, just really cool, good people that show up and really have helped drive our business um, through all of this, which has been great. But I mean, there's tons of things that kind of had to be amended and changed. We had to change the way we managed people. You know, you had to change things like uh, that seemed so simple. Like you'd think about before COVID, like somebody calls in sick. Okay, cool. You're sick. Go by the doctor, bring me a doctor's note. All good. Cool. But with COVID, it's like, can you get to a doctor? Is there a doctor Mm -hmm. who's going to accept your appointment if you don't have like the right symptoms for, you know, a COVID test and things like that. And then it was, you know, to the point of like, okay, you know, so you say you don't feel well now, do I have to quarantine you for two weeks until, you know, you get a COVID test and you get your results back. And especially in the beginning, that was quite a long time period sometimes where Mm -hmm. like, someone would need to get a COVID test, even even if they didn't come in contact with anybody, like the CDC recommendations were like, if you don't feel well, get a COVID test. Like that was, you know, just blanket statement, like mm-hmm. get a test, get a test, get a test, get a test. Because, you know, there was such a broad spectrum of, I mean, there are such a broad spectrum of ailments that come along with COVID, anything from, you know, your loss of taste and smell all the way through just like, oh, I think I might have a cold. Well, could be COVID. Who knows? So you had to change, you know, policies and things like that as far as someone calling in sick. Um, the funny thing was that I kind of noticed about um, the guidelines in a restaurant um, as far as like cleanliness and hand washing and things like that go. If you were following health code before, that part didn't really have to change that much. Like you should have been clean. You should have been maintaining a clean work environment. You should have been sanitizing everything given we did add bottles of like hand sanitizer into every part of the restaurant. It's like now there's sanitizer at the host stand for the guest and for the host and at the POS stations where like you put in an order, there's, you know, it's just, it's like extra prolific in the restaurant, but mm-hmm. you know, in, in all reality as a restaurant, as far as like the basic sanitation and cleanliness goes, you really should have been doing most of that before anyways. So that didn't change too much. Obviously the mask thing is a huge thing in restaurants and you know, now what the 10th, two days from now, technically that's supposed to be lifted. Um, However, I can't say I've heard of any restaurants that are just going to go full bore. Like I don't know anybody in the industry who's working and they're saying that their restaurant is going to be 100% capacity with no masks. Not in Austin. It it was interesting last week to see all the Austin restaurants being like, we're still, requiring masks we're still all wearing masks yeah a hundred percent yeah I think that's awesome because like you know the thing is I expect you know not to talk trash but I mean like you're gonna see like sixth street rainy street rock rose you know places like that where it's bar bars it's the bar scene Mm -hmm. versus you know and you know you go to the, the domain and there's like some some good restaurants up there but then like rock rose is just the bars you know where it's like I expect unfortunately like that's gonna get pretty pretty hairy 
yeah those kind of situations i don't see that going well yeah (laughs) exactly just gonna steer clear yeah i think like you're saying like i grew up in the restaurant industry like my first full-time job or like real job or like my first real paycheck was working in restaurants i did like i was a line cook at a seafood restaurant i did back of house um, oh you Ooh, yeah. line cook at a seafood restaurant. Yeah. That is just one of those gigs you come home smelling lovely every day. I, huh? My job was to prep calamari and to kill fresh crab. So Oof. your girl learned a lot. Um, and yeah. then like dish and all that stuff. Um, and then I worked at a bunch of catering companies. But like you're saying, if if you're following health codes before, it should just be like, you're fine. You're like yeah. you're saying. Other than that, it's like stuff. put a mask on and then mm-hmm. yeah. continue staying clean. But I think like what's really set hangs apart and i think like you're saying not only the drive-through and having that option but the local feeling that y'all have and and feeling here in austin specifically how many people support local businesses particularly local restaurants um and seeing like how much we love our local places how much we love like the mom and pop shops and you know all the funding we've been seeing people donate to keep these people working and making sure they, they have access to a paycheck or health insurance or what have you so like you're saying it was it was really interesting when the mask mandate got lifted um to see folks still being like no like we're still we're still focusing on keeping everybody safe even if the governor isn't so it right, was really right. important to highlight well, and that's definitely, yeah, like when we first opened Hanks, that was always one of the big drives, like behind what we wanted to create there, the environment we wanted to have. Um, it was always like, we want this to be the neighborhood joint where you can come, you can get coffee in the morning, then, uh, you know, get some work done on your computer, slide over in the uh, early afternoon, hit happy hour, have a couple friends meet you, and then stay for dinner. Like, it's not uncommon that we'll have someone, you know, sit in inside of the Hanks building for like eight hours. Yep. My servers have like come in, worked their entire shift and left and there's still the same guest in the same place. Like, which is great. Like that's what we wanted to be was someplace that you can come and hang out and enjoy everything and feel comfortable. And that, that feeling comfortable part is definitely what, you know, talking about coming full circle back to the COVID regulations and maintaining those, you know, anyone and everyone who walks into our building, we think should feel comfortable. And right now that definitely includes maintaining social distancing, you know, having the mask on and stuff like that. But even like talking to some of your staff who are like seeing what Hanks has done to make sure we still feel feel safe and having talked to folks at other places who are like, Hey, I have to leave because I don't feel safe working here. Like you're saying, like yeah. the bar industry, we see this a lot of like, not to call them out, but like the bars on rainy and on dirty six. Right. Then like you were saying, that's going to kind of be like that, not college free for all, but I have no other way to sort of yeah, to yeah. identify it. Um, but for sure that, that feeling of like, you, you can still go out safely and be protected and support your local places with these precautions in place and, and feeling like we are so close to being done air quotes or like getting towards a like light at the end of the tunnel. like, we're so close and for the governor to lift this is such a slap in the face to the folks who have not left because they have an illness that they can't risk at all. Um, But then also to the folks who the last year and a half who've been, who have been leaving the house and doing it safely and protectively and and doing everything that they're supposed to do to now like, when we're getting towards the end, just kind of like throw it all out the window. Like, right. Yeah, like where it's being, like, oh, okay. Well, you know what? We're kind of close to being okay. So. Might as well just try it now. Yeah. Cut it loose. Yeah. Um, I think. A also, frustrating. So frustrating, right? Like 
yeah i i i recently got vaccinated because i qualified and i think of that like the people who are to speak to like throwing the masks away or like giving up i'm like i got vaccinated i'm still like a hundred percent going to wear my mask right like even though vaccine means i'm safe i still have to think about others right like it right and so like i i think there's still that disconnect I, i've been feeling like a lot of people think folks who get vaccinated are just like eh, i'm fine now like throw everything else like, away and that's not at all how it is we're still obviously gonna wear masks social distance be protected um but now our other line of defense is getting vaccinated so that's also an interesting thing too with that it's like okay cool like the vaccines you know they're supposed to be what like close to 80 percent effective right Mm now and it's like okay so 80 percent effective sorry that's still not 100 percent. like you're saying like even if you have gotten vaccinated you should still be wearing a mask and and then you know unfortunately the mask thing also became almost like a political statement of your standpoint yeah let's talk which, about that <laughs> yeah especially come with the 10th rolling out like i am sure just like when we first opened you know i'm sure there's going to be those people who like walk into the restaurant and they don't have their mask on and it's like oh well the governor says i don't have to wear a mask anymore I'm like well the sign on my door says you do so got a choice to make exactly and exactly. And, it, and it's still like that restaurant thing too like we can decide not to serve you right like there, there's right. still that sort yeah, of we reserve the right to re- people like i have rights so do so we do, yeah and I, our right is to refuse service to anyone the restaurant small print for sure and and yeah. and and it's always so interesting to hear people like it's it's my right and it's like it's our right to keep people safe too like just because you yeah. don't believe in this or does doesn't mean it's not real and so yeah I that's one of the things that gets me too is like thinking about that again and um over the summer we drove out to Wimberley for a day and it was over like in the middle of the summer like Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day weekend I can't remember which one Um, right but cases are at like a high point in Travis County and right and they quote had a mask mandate but it was only but because everyone was outside they still weren't wearing masks and so we're walking around with masks on and we're like like we're outside and it's it's outside and six feet and obviously like everyone's not wearing masks and everyone's not six feet we're like "Mm, we're gonna go like we were there for maybe 20 minutes like no like this doesn't feel right no so even a month two months ago it's like so common for someone like at hanks we have a huge patio it's distanced your tables are distanced but if you're walking down the middle of the dining room patio, for example, there's tables on either side of you that are just a couple feet of way. Like, yes, that table to the next table over, you have plenty mm-hmm. of space. But if you're walking between those tables, you need to have a mask on because you are no longer social distancing, even mm-hmm. though you're outside, you know? And so many people would just be like walking around, like as soon as they walk out of the restaurant, they like peel their mask off, walking out the door and then walk down the patio. And it's like, what, it, it, excuse me, hey, mm-hmm like this it's not how this works (laughs) yeah the rule is like if you're not in your chair put your mask on like and we try and abide that at least like it's like if you're most people now though and like over the past six months i'd say after the after the first few months of everything people usually it's like oh excuse me could you grab your face covering please and they're like oh my gosh i forgot oh oh i'm so sorry go back grab it put it on Mm -hmm. abide by the rules and it's very rare that someone is um rude not willing to do that you know but um 
I mean, and I, especially when people are apologetic, I'm like, no, 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 I'm the same way. Like I get out of my truck to walk into H-E-B and I get like almost the door and I have to walk back to my truck and go get my mask. Cause Mm -hmm. even though I do this every single day, I'm reminding people all the time, every day, you know, if they can grab their face covering and stuff like that, it's like, all right, I still forget. So I'm not going to blame you if you forgot. And if you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to go grab it. But then it's, it's few and far between now, but I see it becoming a problem again after the 10th, especially where it's going to be like, people are like, I don't care. Why should I? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Cause that's kind of the way things are right now still. And it's not really up to you. Yeah. I think one of the most interesting things for me is having to constantly remind people that yes, Austin is Austin, but Austin is also Texas. And yeah. like you're saying, like that Texas mentality of like, well, the governor said X, Y, and Z. And so this must be right. And take that however you want to take that people but I'm just I'm very much like I feel that like as a northerner like being from Connecticut we're like super liberal and very progressive and all these other things like to be in Texas where it's like very like not that and so like the bigger cities where we see like a lot of this stuff that I think will be okay but then also remember like people live here who are also from other places and 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 seeing that specifically right now with the masks and social distancing and and all that sort of stuff so i'm i i too am nervous about i'm like the same way i'm from like the mountains in california and like a tiny little podunk town that got its first stoplight after i graduated high school like small town i grew up a mile down a dirt road you know what i mean like and when i moved out of my hometown to Southern California, I was like in Orange County where there's like this big mix of very liberal, but also some very conservative people, you know, um, you have this big mix. And so it actually almost is similar to Austin where like you're saying, there's like so many transplants here and stuff from whether they're from rural Texas or Oklahoma or New York or Connecticut or California, whatever, there's this huge, like, it's like a little melting pot of, different kind of you know political and social views and everything and so with that it's it gets kind of worrisome where it's like yeah so many of the people who are like from austin specifically are totally into like keeping people safe and they have more liberal views and they're more you know open and accepting and just think about other humans more if you will Mm -hmm. whereas there's some people who are like no it's all about me is you know it doesn't matter if I'm okay. I don't care about everybody else. And I don't know, maybe it's more of just like a social mindset than it is yeah. even, you know, about being like conservative really or liberal. It's just a social awareness that some people don't have. Yeah, I think it's, for me, it's also been, like you're saying before, how political wearing a mask has gotten. So that's why I oh, think yeah. I I connect it with folks who are more conservative and, and right, right. Where it's not like, saying that they're selfish, but that's or they don't believe in science. It's like, that's kind of what we've been seeing. Even when Trump had COVID and the fact that the governor got vaccinated and just seeing like all these protections they put in place for themselves before they came out with these things. And I got a text or an email the other day talking about how there's like all these places opening back up for like public tours, but how the governor's mansion, which typically is a place open for tours, is not open because it is still technically... Um, the residence of the governor, even though he doesn't live here. Um, And I'm like, 
they, they, and they said because they cannot follow the CDC guidelines. Like, but didn't you just say you want to open the whole state again? Like, yeah. so it's it's even that stuff too of like just paying really close attention to how much like bull crap is just like they're spewing. Like they know it is a hundred percent real. We've lost I think like two hundred thousand Texans to COVID. So I'm right. just like, yeah, head and, shake I mean, and eye rolls. Exactly, big time. That's I mean, and then it's like you think about that, and then like you look at you know, Snowmageddon when uh, Cruz like bailed out. It's like, mm-hmm. so as a leader in this state, mm-hmm. the best thing you can think to do is to take your kids to Cancun. And I like, <laughs> I love it. I saw this meme that was like, uh, let's make Ted Cruz the thing. As in, I was working a shift and my manager said, oh, I might need someone to stay a little bit later. And I just Ted Cruised out of there. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that is so appropriate for the restaurant industry. Surely. Well, was, it, what killed me is him being like, I was just going to drop them off. I'm like, their mother was with them. So I don't understand yeah. that. And two, whoever worked that counter at the airport was like, no, here's the ticket, his original ticket. And this is the one he changed it to when he was caught. And I'm like, you had you had every intention of leaving Texans to freeze oh. and die. And absolutely. We're hoping you just didn't get caught. And then like the last week he was like handing out water in Houston. I was like, give me a break. Like, I- well, and it's like, bro, you're, you're now doing this when the worst is over. Mm-hmm. Now you came back to help out and it's like, okay. But you know, for example, uh, good old Beto was out there organizing, relief calling, people, he was calling, calling, calling sure like elderly people. We're just okay. Right. Just we're okay. Like, or like himself is on the phone like hey are you all right i care about you as right. a human well they also got pissed at aoc being like aoc is just doing this for optics i'm like she's not even from here and she flew here and was in what, houston or dallas and doing all these things and they're like it's just for optics like y'all had y'all could have done it you just didn't and now yeah. you're pissed that you didn't exactly do it. it's like even if it is for optics she's still committed to it and is doing it it's like there was like oh, no. $3 million in like one day. Like it was yeah. wild. It was wild. But it was like, you know, but we're as Texans, Texans are expected to like pick yourself up by your bootstraps. It's like, we didn't have the infrastructure. We didn't have all this stuff in place. And there were no bootstraps. There were no, there were no, no one even had boots to have yeah, bootstraps. There were, exactly. Right? There like, were no boots. There were no straps. Nobody knew what a strap was or how to make a boot. Uh, my so being from Connecticut like obviously I'm used to snow and so my family's calling like how are you doing I'm like well luckily we never lost water or power but you know just to see the devastation because there was no infrastructure and we you know we we constantly see how Texas is often looked at and so I also think about that too now with this mass mandate of like how many other states are gonna be like well Texas lifted their mandate like the kind of domino effect it's going to have and I'm just that also makes me super nervous of all these other places and if you know people are still traveling for work so it's like before we when COVID first started like you couldn't you remember how like there was different states like you could come from when yeah. flying and so I'm like I'm sure Texas is back on like the do not fly list essentially because of this so right I mean I imagine so it's yeah. it's well and there's so few states that are like totally lifting mandates like that now but like you said it could just turn into this domino effect where it's like you know again I hate to like politicize the whole covid thing but Mm -hmm. it's like is every red state just gonna fall in line now that texas did like texas and florida did it so it's a real good question because it's definitely been on my mind but then also like we look and see that 
uh, the governor didn't consult like four of the major people to that he should have when he talked about it. Like, he was just like, mm, I'm over it. So we're going to lift it because it's good. It's good for business. We all know it's it's the money. Like that's right. Uh, profit over people always. And so we the we driving force. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just just scary. And like we said, especially because we are so close, I feel like and talking to my friends who I said before, like haven't been able to leave the house at all because they have an illness that keeps them inside Um, so talking to a bunch of them who haven't gotten vaccinated yet being like this is so frustrating only not only for us um but then also like we said that the the many people we've lost to covid and the families who are still grieving and for the tech for the governor's pick it's fine so well mason i thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today i'll be sure to link all the things in the show notes is there anything you want to shout out before we get out of here um, I mean, I could do like a shameless self plug for my wife and I's woodworking company. Please do. Please do. Bad at it is our name. <laughs> uh, we hope that it eventually uh, becomes synonymous with an ironic name uh, because we like to think we're actually pretty good at it. Um, but we have our own little woodworking company that we love to uh, check out. I threw a, the handle in there in our notes so you can maybe throw that out there I will, for me. I will put it in the show notes. Don't you worry. Um, but other than that, I just, you know, I, I think it's good to mention that everyone who is out there, you know, from not only the restaurant industry, but you're talking like grocery stores um, and of course your hospital workers and your first responders, all those folks, like you see them out on the street or you see them, everybody just makes their, sure to give a little thank you. It really, it's been a trying time for a lot of people. There were a lot of people who, you know, risked their necks just to let someone else have something that they wanted or needed. So little, little shout out to those folks too. Good point. Um, at the end of every show, I like to kind of ask a final question. That's sort of a palate cleanser and it's a two-parter. And the question is, what is the best advice you've ever been given? Or what is a piece of advice you'd give to your younger self? So I would definitely say anytime I find myself, which, you know, I'm a I'm an imperfect human, of course, aren't we all? But anytime I find myself somehow in the situation where I feel like I need to give advice or someone wants or needs my advice, um, communication is always the thing. Like whether I'm giving advice on uh, a professional question, you know, how to get along with your boss or how to change things with a coworker, whether it's someone talking about a relationship, you know, um, especially younger people like my wife and I have been together for five years plus now. Um, and like you find young people who are like, Oh my gosh, you've been together five years. That's so long. And it's like, well, you know, we finally learned to communicate with each other. It took, you know, and it, it is hard to do sometimes, but you know, or maybe it's, you know, a relationship with someone in your family who's, you know, having a hard time and you're trying to reach out to them or, you know, maybe you have a disagreement about something. Just, I always find myself coming back to when I'm thinking about what I need to do and the things that people have helped me improve, things that have helped me improve my life and things that I think could help other people is just trying to communicate. And it, it, it can be so hard sometimes just to get something off your chest or, say something to someone or have that hard conversation with your loved ones or a friend or a coworker or whatever. But if you can 
like fight through the awkward or fight through the frustration or fight through whatever it is that makes that conversation hard to have and communicate effectively, I think it'll always help. That's it for this week's episode of The Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Tea with Brie. Send me an email at theteawithbrie at gmail.com and visit the website, theteawithbriepodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or you get your podcast. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I will talk to you all later. Bye.